day mates. You're listening to Long Smoker. Get ready to have some good food and some good times with your new best mates. G'day and hello. It's time for another episode of Long Smoko. It's Stephen here with you and I'm here with all the boys. I'm here with Brendo. How are you, Brendo? Very good, thanks. Thanks for asking. And Les, how are you going, mate? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, good. And we're here with Tribe as well. How are you going, Tribe? Good, bro. What's happening? Guys, you might be wondering why you've all got serviettes here. It did seem pretty formal for Smoko, yes. Yeah. I've got a little surprise for you. I've got a little hookup for the boys. Sometimes you think, you know what, I'm just going to treat the boys. I was walking past Windmill Bakery in Toowoomba here and I came in and saw my good mate Neil and I saw these little donuts here. They're M&M covered Nutella filled donuts and I thought, I know the perfect three little piggies that would be really, (laughs) really like enjoying these ones. So I want to get them out for you boys. Let's... Let's have a bite live on the air and tell me what you think. Boy, this looks pretty bad. Just good. looking through the box visually, they're terrific. Mm-hmm. On a visual basis, what's your yeah. rating so far? Oh, that's a nice. Like coverage. they just look like you. Yeah, they're very Ooh, good. That does look. Really Do they good. smell alright? Oh, I do. <laughs> have a what walk. Do we just dig in here? Oh, I just smell it. Oh, that's like your classic sort of donut smell too. Ooh. That is good. All right, who's first? You, you go first. <laughs> Your treat. Oh, lovely. Buyer's choice. Oh, oh they're just delectable, aren't they? Oh, it's about two kilos. I was going to say, they look heavy. That's, that's heavy. Let me try. Nothing better than a heavy donut. Oh, there's some heft in that. <laughs> well, I'd say it's filled with Nutella. They're probably one of the heavier um, sandwich spreads oh. around. It's very dense. Mm. What do you reckon, boys? I like the coverage. All right. I'll take over the coverage here while we... Bottoms <laughs> up. Boys hook in. Thanks, Steve. Well, that's good. Some good chewing sounds going on. <laughs> it's riveting podcast stuff. You can't see it, but you can hear us all chewing. That's good. Thanks to Neil from the Windmill Bakery. I'm seeing second bites going in. They must be good. Brennan's got a big bite on him. The Half a donut's gone already in two bites. I'm trying to get to the Nutella. I'm trying to get to the Nutella, <laughs> yeah. So, but I did, and it's good. Mm. It's uh, really, really good. <laughs> Anyone trying these at home, don't eat them on your carpet. Yeah, we made that mistake. We've got <laughs> serviettes are not enough. I recommend a plate. Plates or tiled floors. But I don't think it's a bad thing. It's definitely not a negative. You just it's covered in M&Ms and they go everywhere. But that's the fun part because if you lose a little M&M and you find it later, that's gonna be fun. That's a good day. That was a good smoke, Steve. I like that. Yeah, you like it? What's your overall rating of that one? It's got to be nine, hasn't it? Nine? Ooh, right that's up there. up there, yeah. Yeah, I'll give that a nine as well. I can't stop. I just got to keep going. That's good. a good sign. Give it to her. What do you reckon, Mark? <laughs> <laughs> Tell the story. <laughs> so, sadly, I can't enjoy these delicious donuts because <laughs> I have developed in recent time a nut allergy and Nutella has nuts in it. So, by the smell, an eight. I love M&M's. I love chocolate and I love donuts. I love Nutella. So an eight because yep. they look really good and they smell really good and the boys are. I can't. I can't give it a nine because I didn't taste it. So well, let's let's go up eight. And that I went nine, not ten. Only because I'm not a huge fan of like the M and M's on the top. Chocolate on chocolate on chocolate. Yeah, like I wouldn't. I'm not a. I wouldn't go to M and M's as a snack or like when I like ice cream or chocolate. I just like it. Playing with nothing in it or nothing on it, 
You're a simple man, simple pleasures. Yeah, but I got to tell you though, when you put it all together, it's it's as good as it'll get. That's real. That's a tasty donut. I'm going ten, and the reason why is because I love everything in it. I love the donut. I, I reckon I could just eat the donut with yeah, no filling. Donut, like it's just those. so fluffy and moist. M and M's minis, great. I, I like an M M&M and M of any size. They're really good. Chocolate on the top, great. Nutella, well, Nutella's Nutella, so it's great. So thanks to Neil at Windmill Bakery. Thanks, Neil, for that one. Cheers, Neil, for that one. It was good. Thanks, yeah, I stress I did not know that Mark had an, a, a nut allergy at the start. <laughs> Neither did I. Fully <laughs> stitched him up. And that's the weird thing about getting older. It just, stuff happens like that. Like when I was in my mid-twenties, I found out I had asthma. I'd gone through my whole life and all of a sudden, <laughs> you've got asthma, you're old. You have a knee pain now, you're old. What happens to you when you get old? It hurts to sit down, it hurts to stand up, it hurts to sleep, it hurts to get up out of bed. Who's old? Yeah. Are getting we? older. I feel like I'm 20. I feel like my prime. Okay, we'll go eat some nuts. <laughs> I think I'll definitely swing by a windmill to um, check their sausage rolls. That's my standard bakery assessment tool. Cream buns, awesome. Are they? At windmill, mm. awesome. Pies, awesome. Great. Yeah. The plain jam filled donuts, delicious. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's a, see, I that's feel like a I've been missing yeah, out real got bad it. here. Yeah, got yeah. it. And the pink, they had a pink ice one from there. Okay. The oh, we'll be there yeah, for sure. Like this classic now. Homer Simpson yeah. donut. Yeah. 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 Yummy. Where is Windmill? We're at the Toowoomba Plaza in Toowoomba. How do you grade a bakery? What do you use to determine if it's a good bakery or not? Me personally? Yeah. Uh, Probably the shop setting first. If it's a bit old and dungy, I know it's good quality because it's been around for a while. Right. So you don't uh, trust the new ones, kind of. Oh, I do, but they're trying to make a name for yourself. I like established bakeries. Yeah, I feel. I feel. Um, that. I walk in the display case, see what it's like. If I look at the pies, if it's got a little bit of a crack at the top, maybe a bit of mince coming out top. I don't mind that. That's okay. alright to me. If I look at the treaties over to the left hand side, and they look pretty good, I'll go for it. And then I'll assess the actual pie. And if it's good, it's good. So you grade the bakery on its pie, basically? Yeah. Pie? That's, I'm a pie But man. you try the yeah, chunky pie? steak. If, it's a ch- if they've got a good chunky steak pie, mm-hmm. I reckon if they've done that right. See, I'm on the sausage roll, eh? Mm-hmm. I always grade the sausage roll. If you can't get that right, you just don't even want to try your pie. That is true because sometimes they can have great pies and you want to have that pie-sausage roll combo. And yeah. if the sausage roll lets it down... Ruins your day. Yeah. Because sometimes if a pie has been sitting there for a while, you kind of know, oh, this mm. probably would have tasted better a couple of hours ago, mm. but a sausage roll, it lets you down. I like, it sounds a bit quirky, but if it's got a nice little old lady in there, that's when I know that the bakery's pretty good. Yeah, I appreciate Because they've that. been around for a long time and they know what mm. they're doing. I recently went on a trip to Spain with my wife and there's just baked goods everywhere there. Like everywhere you go is just baked goods and they're just... People that have been around for a long time, and some of the bakeries are, you know, hundreds of years old, and they just keep doing their thing the way they do it. And you just walk in there in the smell, and then you see who's behind the counter, and you think, I don't know what I'm getting, but I know it's going to be really good because <laughs> it's been, yeah. So I don't know. But one thing I love about the Windmill Bakery, they're a newer looking bakery, they look a bit flash. But one thing I thought was really cool is in the afternoon, the sun just comes straight in you guys will know what i'm talking about but but if you're not in toowoomba where the shopping center is in the afternoon the sun just hits those front shops and it's really like deadly if you're in there but they've got these little blinds that come down on the front and just blocks the sun out and i thought geez great donuts great innovation 
So that's one of that my new favourite bakeries actually, in town. Yeah. How many mm-hmm. bakeries just forget about the after lunch customers? You go into a bakery after lunch for a bit of arvo tea, no Nothing sausage rolls you. left, no pies left. That's good thinking. Well done, Neil. What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? I was driving out my driveway this morning, boys, and you know my driveway. It's a, it's a little snaky sort of shape, and we've got a little car, but sometimes it's really hard to get out the driveway you've got to sort of maneuver a few times i always like watching other people i've had my in-laws here before try and back out and they get out (laughs) and mother-in-law gets out and is guiding around it's once you get used to it it's okay but even for a skilled master like myself sometimes it's a three or a four point turn but this morning i drove out and i just hit that clean as a whistle just straight around in one go and no one's around you're like oh i am the king of the world (laughs) but no one's around to celebrate it if your wife's in the car, you get a little high five or something like that. But got me thinking, like, what's – have you got anything at your house that's just like – or at work maybe that no one else can relate to, but if you hit it right on the money or like, you know, you're filling up a scale. I know my last job, you used to have to fill water bottles up to add moisture to soil. And once you hit exactly what you're looking for and you put it on the scale, it's just like that ecstasy feeling just – all over your body, just like, oh, yes, like I'm king. <laughs> but what about you guys? Have you got anything like that at home that only you and your wife celebrate or yeah, everyone in your household knows, like, yeah, he's the king, he's done that today? It's not even home or work, golf. Golf? And anyone that plays it will know, you go out for a round by yourself and you drain like a 20-meter putt or you get a birdie or you chip in off the side of the green or something and no one's there, <laughs> it's the best and worst feeling in the world. <laughs> Because you didn't do it. it That's right. It didn't it, happen. It, if no one's there, it didn't happen. And like, it's like when you go fishing. It's like, oh, yeah, I chipped in from the side for a birdie. Oh, sure. And the fish you caught was two meters long. It's that thing. You <laughs> well, know? speaking of fish, I was talking to a guy the other day and I had to use his email address. And if you're listening, I'm sorry. No one else will know who you are, but you'll know who you are. But his email was barrel 112 centimeters at whatever it was. <laughs> and That's I was so like, good. I, like, even if I had no idea where I was in the world, I would know that you're an Australian just by that <laughs> email. And he's like, yeah, I just caught it. And then I, I had to make an email shortly after that. And I just wanted to tell everyone that I <laughs> caught it. He's like, I've actually caught a bigger one now. So my email, he's like, but that's still it. So yeah, what about you, Les? Um, probably similar to like your little driveway situation. So like our driveway is a bit of a steep hill into like our unit. And they're like two units side by side and there's only two garages that separate them. And it's like at a really tight right angle as well. So you've got to go up and it's usually like you reverse up and like maybe like a two or three go at it just to get into the right park. But there's days where you just go up once, Brit's just sitting next to me and I go, I reckon I'll get this. Just start turning early and just nail it the first time. But then I'll... It's too tight of a space to get the baby out, so then you have to drive out anyway. No. <laughs> but like, it's just that little it's a bit of a victory. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It makes like, you feel good, eh? Pretty, it makes you, you feel really good. Appreciate it. Well, I love when you like even yeah. We've talked about trolleys on the pod before, but when you push them in and it just like you just let it go and it just cleanly goes into the other one and takes them <laughs> to the end. And you're like, no one's around to see it, but you're like, oh. But if someone was, they just give you that little nod of respect, like, well done, sir, well done. Now you, Mark. Yeah, I've got one. When I was a lucrative corporate banker back in the day, we used to bundle up uh, the notes in lots of 100 notes and you'd have a, like a big stack if you were doing, doing a lot of it. And 
sometimes you'd you'd nail it. You'd just pick up a hundred and drop it straight on, or or the the you might need ten. Yeah, and you've you just and that was a sweet because then you could just wrap it up. You didn't have to like get more or recount it or anything. You'd run it through and it was a hundred. Yeah, bang on. It was real sweet. Oh. It was like perfect. You just yeah. I want to know you listening as well. Let us know what's your little game or your little champion moment that no one's around to celebrate because we want to celebrate with you we'll read them out we'll give you a cheer we want to celebrate with you so let us know send us a message at long smoko on instagram but you know even when you go to like the deli those guys give you that look too when you ask for 500 grams and they stack it on there and it's 501 they're like you take that yeah are you watching what i just did like i i can't remember ever seeing it right on the money but i'm sure i have but yeah, I always have respect, especially for the people that they've been doing it for a while and they must just get used to the the weight of it all. But that would be a pretty good feeling because you've got an audience every single time for that. So the pressure's on. But yeah, it's just those little ones that got me thinking when no one else is around, when you just feel like the king of the world and no one's there to celebrate. So yeah. But they're so pathetic too, aren't they? Like if you said to me, oh yeah, I just backed my car out and one goes, oh, yeah, I don't great. care. Cool. I don't care. Yeah. No, but you like, don't know what I had to go through to get that car out. That's, yeah, one exactly go. right. Yeah. You don't know the training I've done. You don't know how many days <laughs> I've driven in and out of here. <laughs> you sent a message to the group chat the other day, Les, which I thought was pretty random, but it's actually a good question. And you asked everyone what their nickname was. Oh, yeah. Well, how that occurred What's your is, nickname? Well, I was at work the other day, and this is like a footy nickname I grew up with that some of you would be pretty familiar with, but I never, ever hear it ever again unless like someone's known me for that long. And they called me Kappa. For the ah, first yes. time, just in relation to my last name being Coffee. And it really just took <laughs> Kid nicknames are the hilarious. Yeah, That's really it, good. Cup of coffee. And it just took me back how I got it because we're trying out for Zone 4, which was like an under-12s rep team back then. You'd travel to Gold Coast, play other teams. And the coach at the time said, yeah, Les, declining all the names. And I went over to the team sheet to go tick my name off. And I couldn't see Les anywhere, but I could only see Kappa <laughs> in the second row position. And the um, assistant person I was there was like, uh, where's your name? And I said, oh, I guess that's me. So I don't even know if it was me. I just claimed someone else's nickname, but I'm pretty sure <laughs> it was me. Some poor kid named Kappa's just crying. Like, yeah. I, I played really well today. I didn't make <laughs> Sorry, the team. Sorry, mum, I didn't make you proud. I couldn't make the team like yeah. Papa did when he was 12. So, Kappa, if you're listening, yeah. let, let us know. Yeah, we're sorry, mate. It is me now. So, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, Kappa was pretty much when I sort of grew up with, with footy. Anyone else? Trivi? Back in the day when we were playing footy and carrying on a bit, I um, would stick my tongue out. <laughs> And apparently, it's is a, this in a in a taunting way, or you just played with your tongue? <laughs> no, no, it was after the games and when we were having a bit of fun, you know. Yeah, right. On, um, so you were just ripping in. Apparently, it was a, a longish sort of tongue, so I got tungsten or tonguey. <laughs> <laughs> Give us a look. Stick it out. Oh, it's not bad. That's fair enough. Yeah, yeah. looks a bit like the Undertaker's tongue. Yeah, yeah, old tonguey. And then um, everyone, it was, I was Tribosaurus for a fair while. So Saurus like is a, is one that that comes up. So it's only. A select few. If tungsten comes out, it's it, yeah. Tungsten, that, that that's a select crowd. That yeah, one. it's very select. Oh yeah, Saurus, <laughs> Saurus is probably the one that that gets me. I like that one because I'm a Tribosaurus apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I probably had like I've always had ones that just never stuck. But I've been blessed with a beautiful name, Stephen. But it's one of those ones when you live in Australia, it just gets shortened to Steve or Steve. I think probably Steve is the one that sticks the most, but. When you're kids, you just get all kind of nicknames and they never 
stick like Brendan's friends would call me different things and my dad's friends would always call me different things and they'll still call you that like when I was a kid I think I had a big head so my dad's friends used to call me blocker and so if they see me <laughs> I'd have no idea who they who they are but if they still see me now they'd call me blocker and I'd be like oh yeah but no one else like I didn't because there was we had another blocker in our school and he was always blocker so that one didn't stick and then yeah I remember I made the classic game of rugby league two on the PlayStation I had I think it was my name would come up and I think it was S Ott or something as you're doing it. So all Brendan's friends saw me playing that one day and they always just called me Soddy for years. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I'm, it's just, yeah, Steve, I don't know. I don't have any name. I've always wanted a real cool one, but it just never happens. But it's always in different circles. You get different things like playing football, depending on what team it would, they would just call you something. One kid used to always call me Ox because I think he thought that was what my last name was. <laughs> <laughs> he just called me Ox, but no one else did. It was just him. So some people just call you different things. But yeah, maybe you listening can give me a nickname. I just want a nickname. I just want to be included. Just give me one. <laughs> but Brendan, you got like Brendo all the time. Yeah, it's I pretty just, stick. same thing. Bit of a long first name, so just it just gets shortened. Um. <clears throat> but what is it with Australians when if you have a short name, you'll lengthen it? Like say if your name was Tribe, they would say Tribosaurus or Tungy. It's Tungsten. They'll go longer but if you've got a long name they shorten it it's just i don't know crazy it's weird but yeah brenda's the one that's just stuck forever but it's at a point now where even just people that don't know me will call me that because yeah. everyone else calls me that yeah but um i, I don't know i've always loved nicknames but hey because even just, just the hilarious way that, especially australians and the way we just change people's names or even for you just to be like yeah you last name's coffee cuppa <laughs> just i don't know Fact. i just think that that's hilarious you know well, like when you look at like old guys and they always tell their stories, they're like, yeah, me and Fatty, but he was like the skinniest guy yeah. out of all. So they'd say that all the bald-headed guy gets called curly. Well, we had, a mate, like we had a mate at school called Jabber and it, that's just what his name was, was Jabber. And it got to a point where you'd, you know, you'd say to mum and dad, oh, some people are coming over after school and that. Oh, well, who's coming? Oh, well, this guy and that guy and Jabber's coming and... Oh, yeah, cool. And then another day you'd say, oh, well, this guy's coming and that guy's coming and you'd say his first name and they'd go, who the heck's that? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's Jabba. Oh, yeah, yeah, good fellow, Jabba. Yeah, he, yeah, he can come around. Like get Australians just sometimes you won't even know someone's actual name because their nickname's so prevalent or just so random to what yeah. I love it. I think it's hilarious. I remember a time, I think it was primary school, Brendan, your mates all went through a phase of just calling each other Uda, but with the first. Yeah. So you were like Buddha and there was a Fudda and a Mudda and a Dudda. Yeah. <laughs> just hilarious. We just thought we were the hilarious most. But same thing, just randomly you'll come yeah. across someone you run into in the street, oh, Buddha, and you're yeah. like, huh? <laughs> Oi, what's happening? <laughs> but then you've got a nickname just within our... Like between you and me and my sister, I just, as a joking insult one day, called you Pudding, and now it just has stuck within our little triangle. You oh, just it's get gone pudding. past that. It's my, it? it's my, that's my name in my in laws' family chat. Is too, it is Pudding? Is Pudding. That's just everyone calls me Pudding. I would hate that as a name. And I, I still am. Like I just said it as a joke, but for some reason it's just yeah. Well, my father in law thought it was the funniest thing in the yeah. world, so and that's my name in the group chat now is Pudding. <laughs> So, and I, but I often forget because you know you can't see your own name in the group chat, right? Yeah. So it'll be like, "Oh, hey, Pud," and I'm like, "Oh, you're talking to me? Oh, yeah, sorry." Yeah. At Pud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's, it's funny because like my father-in-law, he is like pretty much the only one outside of like footy circle who calls me Cupper. Yeah, right. So like, if it's either him or like someone that I've known from footy will call me Cupper. Did in his <laughs> mind did he make that nickname up for you? As no, well? like he, he had heard it before. He would have heard it before. It's um, yeah. 
It' pretty common nickname in the footy. In the footy but world, you're, you know, your father yeah. you're a pretty awkward too, though. So yeah, it probably yeah, just comes natural to someone mm. like that. Of just you're gonna get a nickname no matter what. <laughs> have you tried starting your own nickname? Uh, I haven't, but I've got a friend that did, and uh, it was hilarious, and it failed. Yep. Except when we want to remember it. So we still all remember it. So go on, share it, Ace, if you're listening, Ace. And uh, he, he, I think he wanted to run with Hammer for a while too, but <laughs> Ace kind of stuck. So Ace, I'd love you, Ace. When I'd become an Aussie citizen when I was 16, I thought I'd celebrate it by giving myself an Aussie nickname. So I told all the boys, "You got to start calling me Ripper from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Just start calling me Ripper." And like every now and then, they'll call like a couple of them will call me Ripper, and I'm like, "Ah, oh, man, yeah. this is half embarrassing because I try to start it myself, but I didn't really take off. But just some of the boys will stick to it. So I think that did like, yeah. what you do with your mate. Yeah, if they just want to take the piss a little bit. They'll just. It's I was going to say, Ripper "What were you going to call yourself, Lezo?" And I thought, "No, you probably don't want to be called that <laughs> no, either." If anyone says, and you know, like employees call me Les, it's fine. But if anyone else outside work calls me like Leslie or something, it just sounds weird to me and. <laughs> Yeah, the know. name I always think for you, I don't know where we were at, some school event or something, and we had to do one of those like icebreakers where you say your name with like an adjective that goes at the start, like Silly Stephen or whatever, and Leslie is your middle name. So like Kabudane first, and I think you called yourself Kinky Kaboods. <laughs> that's, that's always the one that's... The, like, yeah, whenever I think of you, I just think of Kinky Kaboods. <laughs> so, or yeah, or Kaboods. That's... that's what happened? Or, or so, in my head, I'm thinking of when we went to America and everyone putting your official name on everything, and every American was like, they'd go to say your name and then they'd pause and go, oh no, and then Kebunare every time. So I've got that in my head. Always gets butchered. Like that's why obviously I've gone by Leslie. So what's your first name? Kapunare. There you go. I said it wrong. But no, that's right. But like. Everyone just says it their own way, so I just go with it anyway. I know they're talking about me because I don't know anyone else, but. It's it's all good. But that Kinky Kaboods was another footy nickname. Yeah. It was under 14s. And that's when they sort of say, I've known these boys for like my whole life and they didn't really know that was my name. <laughs> then I told them, and he's like, oh, we'll just start calling you Kinky Kaboods. I was like, yeah, righto, then if you want. <laughs> you I couple was pretty established, but yeah, yeah just go call me Kinky Kaboods then. <laughs> what is it? Go, tell us. <laughs> Has anyone got a segment? So what's the guy with aeroplane food? <laughs> yeah. Peanuts on an aeroplane. Just actually quickly, aeroplane food. It's gotten a lot better. And as we went up to Townsville a couple of months ago, actually, yeah, went and watched the Warriors play Cowboys. Good experience that was for Warriors fans. <laughs> and I had like these little ham and cheese sandwiches, which I don't go much on. Just seems pretty plain to me. Unless it's in a croissant, then I will go very yeah. much on. Yes. But ham and cheese sandwich was like come in thick cut bread, <clears throat> nice level of ham, cheese, smashed into it. I thought, geez, they've really improved. Really, Did, really Was improved. that included in your flight? Yeah. It was, you didn't have you know to like, Do domestic travel do that much? No. I didn't uh, think so. No. That's why I asked. Who'd yeah, you fly with? Really, really good. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember now. Because I know Virgin do it. They'll give you a feed, mm. which is good. But I'm not sure about like Jetstar or whatever. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't think it was Jetstar. I'd almost argue the opposite. I reckon compared to like when we flew when we were young, like, oh, how good is this? And then they don't offer much anymore. But is that just memory though? It could like, be. Because everything feels bigger when you're younger too. And, but I'll, I'll back you up, Les, because yeah, like on the international flight I did recently on Qatar Airways, the food was just like it, it, you're very aware that you're eating 
airplane food, but yeah, we were having like slow cooked beef chunks with mashed Ooh. potato, and there's mm. always like little desserts and all that. But airplane gets you thinking like the human body is not made for a long flight like that, is it? Like you would have experienced it, Mark, recently coming back from London, fourteen plus hours in a plane when you're doing all your things like the air pressure, the food, the lack of like just getting up and going to the toilet whenever you want. Like if you're not on an aisle seat, I just it just does wonders to the human body, doesn't it? Yeah. But that got me thinking like what's plain toilet etiquette? Because I'll be honest, I did poo on the plane. Oh. But I didn't do it much because I'm so scared of the judgment of like everyone on that plane. If you're in there for like more than your normal one, your little PP time, you come out of there, everyone knows what you were doing in there <laughs> and they're all looking at you. And especially if there's a big flight, there's always people outside the door. And if you're in there for more than like two minutes, they just have that look like you pooed, didn't you? And I've got to go in straight after you. <laughs> so it's like a daunting feeling. So if you're like trying to avoid that and then you're just chowing down the plane food, it holds into your tummy and it's just not good. But yeah, what do you guys do on flights? I don't know. Hold. Hold. Yeah. I've always been a bit of a holder. Yeah, I go before I take off and go after I land. Mm. But I use the toilets to stretch and just I just go in there and hang out for a while because it's a bit bit more of a space. You've got a bit of space. You can wash your face. You can most of them have little toothbrushes in there. You can brush your teeth with. And do you come out and say, "I was just in there stretching, guys. I wasn't pooing." You no, don't care about that. There's no one ever waiting when <laughs> yeah. I go for some reason. But I, I'll, I'll put it to you. Do you ever notice anyone go to the toilet? If you really think about it? Yep. Okay, yeah, you've got it fear then. <laughs> yeah. That's fair, that's yeah, fair. Yeah, I'm, you are. You're I'm watching really it the whole time. You're thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. no, I just, yeah, I take as long as I need in there. You sort of, you've got tons of room to sort of stretch. You can crouch down and stretch your back out and just get away from your seat and stand up for a little while. That's but true. Yeah, no, I don't, yeah, I think before I, and after. One thing that also really annoys me, I don't know why it just annoys me, you're spending that much time there. So everything's probably just adding on top. But when they start bringing the food cart, which takes a while to come down anyway because mm-hmm. they're serving so many people, but then there's always the one or two people that just have to go to the toilet when the food carts come in. <laughs> so they just obnoxiously ask the person to move it. And then all of a sudden the cart's getting so close and then you see him just go past just because some guy has to go to the toilet and do a poo. And I'm like, I just, you get so hungry or you just want that cold drink. Like in <laughs> Qatar, you, we got there at 6.30 in the morning. It's 36 degrees outside. It's hot. You can feel it in the airport. All I wanted was just a really cold drink of water and the cart's coming closer. And then, oh no, Mr. Smith's coming down. He needs to poo. Get out of the way. I'm waiting for it. So yeah, I just don't like it. But the one thing that always cracks me up, guys, I don't know what it's like in the girls' toilet. I'm sure it's the same when you come off a long flight and everyone that's just been on the flight goes to the toilet it's mayhem in there it, the sounds you hear coming out of there are like not good because we've all been holding they must be thinking the same thing <laughs> where's the last place you flew you just said you've come back from spain spain yeah about you mark uh yeah london london we went to england last year oh this year oh my gosh yeah this year a few months ago <laughs> you said uh, townsville? yeah townsville yeah, for me, nice. uh, domestic been anywhere, Brando? Uh, not for a while. I think Melbourne was the last place I came from. Do you ever miss travelling? Yes and no. Mm. I like um. I like seeing Australia. Like I like getting around, going west of here. And well, you recently uh, drove a whole lap of Australia. <coughs> it was a few years ago. Now, yeah, we did a um, fundraiser and we went around the whole country in fourteen days. We mm. did fourteen thousand k's in fourteen days. 
How's that? To raise money for MS. Uh, it was good. Yeah, I really want to do it again. I can see why people get to retiring age and just get a caravan and go, man, because mm. there's so much of our country that's just nuts. Like you get up into the top end and you feel like you're in a different country, mm. but then you come back down south, like the south of Western Australia and heading through um, the Nullarbor and the plains of South Australia. It's just mental how different the whole country is. What I actually really want to do is go back. There's a golf course that runs the whole length of the Nullarbor. Wow. And um, I really want to go and do it. Like you go down there and you'd see a hole on the side of the road. You can pull over and play it, but it might be an hour before you get to the next hole. Oh, yeah. That's so really cool. I'd love to go and do that one yeah. day. That's a bucket list. <clears throat> but that was a really cool experience, actually. We didn't see much, obviously, because we were doing 1,000 Ks a day. You, we didn't really get time to stop or do anything, but... Um, it was enough to want to go back to certain spots, that's for sure. It was were, awesome. Were you chasing blokes around on riding motorbikes? For yeah, that? so the, like the main part of the support? fundraiser was um, there was three guys on motorbikes. That was, the, that was the challenge to it. They did the whole trip on motorbikes. I was in the support car and we would try and we would do all the work, I guess. Like we'd set up camp and pack up camp and cook brekkie and cook dinner because even two or three days in, the boys were forcing themselves to throw mm -hmm. the leg over the bike. Like a yeah, right. <laughs> long way for them to sit. But um, it was awesome. It was really good. And we managed to raise a bit of money for MS too, which was nice. That's good. So what, what would everyone's ultimate destination or trip be, if whether you've done it or would like to do it? Les? Oh, Hawaii again. We went back in 2016, like my partner and I. We just fell in love with the place. Hey, there for three weeks. When we first booked it, we... Weren't sure how to feel about because we like what could you do in three weeks in Hawaii? It just seems like a pretty small sort of island, but there's just so much to do, and I don't know, it just feels just homely, you know. Mm. Feels really, really good over there. So yeah, I'll do that cool. again for sure. Nice. Are you, Brando? Oh, it sounds cliche, but I'm a bit of an adventurer, and I've always, when someone asks you this question of like, where would you go? I just, I would love to go somewhere that no one's ever been before. Yeah. I would love to just stand somewhere and yeah. go. No one's been here, but <clears throat> um, I would also really love to go and see Alaska and just mm. see all the mountains yeah, I'm with and you. like yep. the wilderness in Alaska mm -hmm. and go on a bit of a camping trip through the mountains up there would be, yeah, that'd be so good. Yeah. I recently have discovered that I want to go to Japan. That's never, I've never really been into it, but my wife's been a few times and show me all the stuff and like just the food. I would go to Japan just for the food alone. Looking at it, it looks pretty cool. But I don't know. Probably like ultimately, I'd love to. Sounds a bit silly, but go to America and just go to all the places where there's like cryptids. You know, like go up to the Pacific Northwest and mm -hmm. just go on some That'd Bigfoot tours. That would be oh, cool. Yeah, or just yeah, like cool. just real cheesy stuff and go to like Roswell and just get into the whole alien stuff That'd or be just any of those like places. Go to a few like haunted houses and just. Because a lot of those places you'd go is like the like real America, you know. You see the because I've been there before, but yeah, just actually going and going on some cheesy tours and just having a bit of fun and trying all the food and all that stuff is something I reckon would be really fun to do. There's there's a lot of that sort of stuff. There's so much like yeah, like you say, like alien stuff or ghost stuff, yeah. and like so many stories and so many places that have had all this supernatural or something crazy happen. Yeah, and even yeah. if like. Half of it, you know, I wouldn't even go because I want to see any of that stuff. It's just because that's the stuff you've grown up seeing on TV or like reading in books and stuff. And you're like, oh, this is pretty cool. But yeah, or, or Alaska too. I, my, I only have one thing on a bucket list, and that's to see an orca in the wild. I've just, I don't know why I love them. I used to love free willy 
as I was when I was a kid, and my grandfather used to have this documentary on orcas, and ever since then I've just been like infatuated with them. So I'd just love to see one in the wild. So I think you can actually see them in Australia. So was, maybe I'll have to get across to Western yeah. Australia one day and see them. Or but I'd love to see one like in Alaska or like that those real Pacific, like you're saying, Breno, the mountains and like the crystal clear water, and then you just see those big fins coming up. I'd be like, oh, this feels like yeah, that'd be cool, guys. What about you? I've got two, two goals in my life. Uh, one is to play golf on every continent in the world. That's yes. sick. I'd probably say excluding Antarctica. <laughs> I don't think it's, you know, so all but Antarctica. But my number one would be, it's not a destination, but to follow the Formula One calendar yes, around for the entire, yeah. entire season. That's something I'll, I'll do. Yeah. By the time I'm 50, I'm going to do that. That's cool. Take a year off and go... Chase the F one. That would be great. If 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 not, it'd be the Monaco. Do a Monaco Grand yeah. Prix week nice. from a yacht or nah, nah, just, just the on streets. the land. Like go do you know James Bonded in the casino or something yeah. like that. Oh, yeah, I cool. reckon that's what I'd. That's a goal that I'm going to achieve. Thanks for listening to Long Smoker today. That's all the time we've got for today's episode. Hey. We want to hit some more conspiracies. Conspiracies. Let's, we want to debunk them. If you've got one, hit us up. Send one in. We'd love to debunk that for you. And yeah, that's all the time we got for today. Catch us on Instagram at Long Smoker, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Long Smoker. Make sure you subscribe to our show so you don't miss an episode.